Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. <laughs> And welcome to episode 22 of Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, here today with brilliant brains here to talk about everything battling. And starting off, we've got the clobbiest of all clobstagoons, Mr. Claude Nine. Hello. I like how consistent you are with how you say hello every time you're introduced <laughs> anywhere. Yes. That's that is a true thing of almost my entire life. Every time someone sees me anywhere, it's the same, hello! Exactly. I, I just wanted to take that moment and say I appreciate your consistency. But we've got someone else here, another big brain that's making waves in various parts of Discord. It's his first time on a show. Say hello, Mr. P. McGee. Hello. It is very exciting to be here. Uh, it's been a very surreal year, starting from just being a listener to now being on the podcast within the same calendar year. So, Hello. <laughs> yeah, we're happy to have you. And you've been making great improvements on the Discord side that we're seeing and a lot of people are seeing. I think you managed the trivia chat. <laughs> I can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> it was unofficial at first, and then it slowly became official. But yeah, that, that's been <laughs> that's been a very fun little bit, and that was kind of how I started getting really invested into the Puckle Discord. So it's been a fun little transition from there. Well, awesome, awesome. And I know that you've been just going crazy with all the Sword and Shield stuff coming around because you've been all over the Smogon channel as well <laughs> about how you've been doing. Uh, just a bit, just a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. We're happy to have you here. We're happy to have you on my show for your first show. <laughs> I win. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to get started here. So we've got a couple things that we're going to be going over in the topic that you know you've seen the title of the show you know what's going on you know the big thing that just happened here in the last two weeks what have you guys been doing on the ladder it may be OU. it may be something else what's been your f favorite kind of thing to be doing recently we'll start with you claude uh, what do you think uh well recently uh i have been enjoying the uh immense power that is life orb clefable 
that I haven't enjoyed oh its gosh. presence since Gen 4. So I'm very <laughs> glad it's back. I remember good old days of Life or Belly Drum Clefable back when it With was normal double type. edge. <laughs> With double edge. <laughs> Probably not it double edge gross. belly drum, but I remember Life or Belly Drum and having a blast. Uh-huh. Because I think it blocks double edge recoil too. I could be wrong. I, I I believe it is wrong, but I I don't know though. But still, Jeez. that was deadly. <laughs> that was fun. But that, uh, that's my favorite day. thing right now in all of OU. And it's so terrifying. That alone is a is a big component of teams right now. Mm-hmm. Like things things have to be brought onto your team specifically to check that one Pokemon. It's crazy because it's just got such good coverage. It can break down cores so well. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really is. I, I dropped my Cinderace for a long time after probably using him really heavily for the first couple of weeks, but I had nothing to cover for Clefable. So I ended up keep bringing him back because he takes the mystical fires and the moon blasts well enough. And he threatens hard with like Pyro ball, but Clefable is just a monster right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the competitive teams, and we'll talk more about this later, had either a Clefable or a Hatterene. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are hard. How about you, um, McGee? I've been finding more ways to f- abuse Vicious' raw power of Vicious Rend. Uh, <laughs> finding new ways to pivot into him, finding new things to punish with it, um, trying to mess with his other three moves that you almost never use, but trying to find good combinations <laughs> for the other three moves uh, on the off chance you actually have to use one. But just a lot of ways of abusing him right now because I, I figure in the next few months he might see some testing. So I'm trying yeah. to enjoy that while it lasts. Yeah, I don't blame you. I think there's... You think they'll be we'll, testing we'll... for fish? I wouldn't put Probably. it past it. I mean, he's very centralizing. I mean, I'm sure we can talk about this more later. He's very centralizing. If you don't have a water absorber or a huge wall, you're in trouble. Yeah. Fish okay. is absolutely crazy. We're going to test all the fish that we can. <laughs> This one's eaten a lot more than Mercury. Oh this my. one's on straight steroids. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What have I been running? I think the favorite thing that I've picked up recently has got to be my precious baby angel, Sylveon. Because that thing, whew, it stops Hat, it stops Clefable, it stops Substitute Hydreigon. It stops Substitute Disable um, Dragapult. Mm-hmm. It's just, and it supports you with Wish. I love that thing. Ah, oh, that's my spicy. It's not even that spicy anymore now that people have caught on. But it's still my favorite thing that I've come across. Uh, it's It filled so many gaps. I absolutely love it. It's been a really good generation for the EV evolutions so far. Oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of them are finding new... I mean, mostly it's Wish Protect, but a lot of them are finding new life. Yeah, I had, they really are. My only way to be the a Sylveon I played recently was with Mandibuzz, of all things. <laughs> and I, I had to PP stall it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's not a sentence I expected to hear. Well, Mandibuzz can, it can't do it KO Mandibuzz if it's defensive. What? Yeah. That's stupid. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but we're going to we're going to pause here. You've kind of gotten our little our favorite spice of the month, but we're going to go into tea time or tier time. Now it's tea time because we have Poltegeist and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk some tea about these tiers. So we will be right back with tier time. And now it's time to see the results of this month's blood Sweat and tearing. And we're back to talk about tears. Let's just dive into it. Claude, 
Tell me what's going on in Ubers. There's there's some things now that we actually kind of know an idea of what the tier looks like. So this is basically uh, Zashin's playground, is how I like <laughs> yes, call it. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> this monster of a doggo, this really good doggo, it's like the best doggo, is <laughs> way better than anyone ever expected. I mean, you have 148 space speed, 170 attack, and if you have the rusted sword, you come in with a plus one attack boost. Actually, you don't even need the sword. You have the ability Intrepid Sword whether you yep. have the item or not. Yikes. So, Well, I'm silly, but I mean, why would you run Zashin without the sword? Either way. Exactly. <laughs> Either because way. without the sword in, in its Hero of Many Battles form, it's got 130 attack and 138 speed. So, I mean, still good, but not yeah. un, unholy like the <laughs> crown sword is. Well, it's it's one of those things where like you've seen people make direct comparisons to Mega Rayquaza. With it, because Mega Quaza only had 180 base attack, but has only had 110 speed, and it was broken beyond belief. So this has 30 more speed and 10 less attack, but comes in with a plus one boost. So it's if you're not running one, there's probably no way. Like you are behind. It's unfortunate, but it's one of those things where if you don't have it, you are behind the game a little bit um that and eternatus is also nuts <laughs> it's big it's bulky it's scary it's poison type which is fun which helps against like so it doesn't have a fairy weakness right i mean the other big thing to note is that if you look at like the team building compendium on smogon they have all the pokemon that may be viable and then they have the zashin and eternatus checks <laughs> and under both of those are Zacian. Yep. Zacian checks itself because it kind of sort of resisted mm-hmm. stabs, I guess. Yeah. Except not close combat. But yeah. I mean, the only good thing is it can't Dynamax, and Dynamax is still legal yeah. in Ubers. So it's not completely busted, but it's still very good. I mean, Ditto is a massive threat. A, because of Dynamax. B, because of this monster. Mm hmm. Um,. But like you, you see things that like that are still around that have been banned before in OU, like Arena Trap, like specifically Doug Trio. It's good, mm-hmm. but you have to run Choice Scarf on it. Then why would that be, Claude? Because it's slow normally. <laughs> it is. It's slower than Zacian at one forty eight, and it's slower than Eternatus at one thirty. Exactly. So like, it's one of those things where there are a lot of threats in the tier and. By that, I mean it's mainly Zashin and Eternatus. But if you're not... Like, if you want something else, like you have to either bring, like, Dedicated Sand has seen uh, play, uh, Sun sees some action, Screens, um, Webs are really helpful. But it's just a mess right now, um, especially because poor Zamazenta is like the black sheep of the region. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> no Wulu pun intended, but... It's kind of sad that its hero of many battles form is outclasses its crowned form. Oh, yeah, by far. It is <laughs> it's just sad because it's best like it's there basically to check Sashin sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so goofy. Yeah, but And it's got such a weird move pool that of nothing. Yeah, it doesn't oh, well. get anything that's worth it. Mhm. But it, it is interesting. I mean, it's 
it's basically it plays around Zacian and Eternatus. Like, and you can run both those on the same team. So, mm-hmm. so terrifying. You run those two. You run a Ditto, and you basically have three massive threats that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And if I'm correct, I could be wrong on this, but I think I've seen this in the battle mechanics research. If your opponent has a Zacian in front of you, you send out Ditto. Ditto copies the Zacian with its current plus one attack boost, then triggers its own intrepid sword, bringing it to plus two. I really? believe so. I believe that's how it works. I could be wrong. Um, yell at me in the comments I or on Discord <laughs> if I'm wrong, folks. But yep, I, yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, that seems accurate. Yeah. Like if it if it copies a Gyarados with Intimidate, it throws the Intimidate back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. Ugh. I have not seen it live myself, but nor yeah. do I want to. <laughs> no, nor do I. <laughs> All right. So moving on, um, this one we're going to glance over a little bit because we're going to go into it more in the topic. But just a little bit about OU. Like I said, there's been some things that have happened in the last month that you are probably aware of just by clicking on the title of this episode. Dynamax was banned about... Two weeks ago at this point at the, of the episode coming out, so the whole tier has been shifted on its head. We kind of have an idea where things are going, but we also kind of have no idea. Um, the other thing that was banned, when the episode came out in November, there was talk of unbanning Moody. That happened, and that was redacted because it was still... Even without the evasion, it was still bonkers. Like, Octillery was sweeping. The sub-disable Glalie was sweeping. It was absolutely stupid. So It was very hard to check. Uh, if they found the opportunity to come in on something like Ferrothorn, they got that wall up, they got the, some stat boost, they started disabling whatever broke their wall, and since a lot of things were scarfed or banded at that time, they got locked into that move, it got disabled, and they just set the sub back up and do it again. It was yeah. really hard to push through. It wasn't impossible. You could haze if you had it, but he was very frustrating to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not fun. Yep. So that was reband, and like we talked about, Dynamax was. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on really diving further into OU because we're gonna do that here in the next segment. So let's dive into the only other tier that currently <laughs> exists, and that is UU. How about you, McGee? What are you thinking about just general UU? So UU is hyper aggressive right now. At least that's how I feel. A lot of things are trying to set up shell smash. Like Poltegeist is an absolute monster in that tier. Uh, just because it just gets to do so much. Before the Dynamax ban, it was even scarier. It would set up its shell smash. It would Dynamax use Max Mindstorm, get the psychic terrain up so that even at low HP, it was protected from anything that might try to priority move it to death. So it just found ways to stay alive and sweep. Uh, but other ones like Cloister are finding good life because you can do the same thing. Uh, things like Komo-O are particularly scary because he can set up that Klingora's Soul, which activates Throat Spray. So he gets a times two special attack boost off of using that, and there's some safe options it can do it in. And there's just not a lot of good walls that have been showing up. Um, Galarian Weezing's actually been pretty okay. He's got a really solid defense stat. He's got an okay special defense. He's got good HP, but he has no good recovery, so he's kind of slowly dying as you're fighting him. Um, but a lot of things that want to be good walls just get outclassed, like Runarigus or Eldegoss just get slaughtered because Mammoth Swine is so common, um, and other ghost types like are scarfed, like Chandelure. So it's just been a lot of hyper aggression right now, which is fun. Uh, but the makes the matches 
very much decided on a couple of turns. That and Obstagoon is phenomenal. I was waiting for you to pump the pipe in with that. <laughs> hey, it's my boy, and I am very happy he has a home, and it looks like he's going to be there for a while. Honestly, he's good in OU, too, so he might not be down here for long. I've run into a couple, and they have scared the bejesus out of me in OU, so... Yes, but he's less yep. common in OU. I don't think he'll hit yeah. that, what, it's now 4.3% or something like that? Tremaine yeah, OU? they've up they've upped it a little bit on how they're doing it, just because there's fewer Pokemon, so the tiers are naturally going to be smaller. I think OU is only 35 Pokemon at the moment, just from usage. Yeah. So... Only 35 things are classified as OU. It's it's weird when there's only 400 cough, 435 cough things that you have to pay attention to. <laughs> Obscure uh, likes UU, though. There's a lot less U-turning going on, which he never enjoyed. Uh, fast U-turners or scarfed U-turners, he never really enjoyed those, and they're really not that common right now. The most common one I think I see is uh, Scarf Serena doing his U-turns, or her U-turns. Yeah, but at that point, you're clicking Obstruct first to find out what they're doing, and then you can choose appropriately how you want Exactly. To Yep. Obstruct is the good fourth move on it, pretty much. Yeah. I've seen some weird ones that do switcheroo uh, just to get rid of their flame orb and throw it to somebody else that has a leftover so they stay at the same health, and so you actually have to wear them down. I've seen a couple that just parting shot, so they do some... Mm -hmm. They weaken you and they get out and send something else in. Probably they're Poltergeist because they want to set that up. Obstruct can have four move slot syndrome very easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And I think most of them run close combat too, right? I've seen it a lot. Yeah, close um, combat, facade, knockoff. Ah, one thing I want to mention really fast. Um, in, in reference to the OU thing, we mentioned that Dynamax is banned, and the way that the tiering thing works, um, when it's banned in OU, when it's a mechanic like that, that extends to all other singles tiers below OU. So with OU banning it, it's also banned in UU, and what will be R-U-N-U-P-U as well. So we're not talking Dynamax down here because it's already banned everywhere, just so you know. Um, I was I had to stop myself from mentioning, oh yeah, an obstacle can make that into Max Knuckle to boost its attack. <laughs> that's, that's why, because the OU is set for everything else as well. So Yeah, so things like Braviary, which was very common in the first couple of weeks, are going to be on the quick decline. He really enjoyed that airstream. So it's a big, mm-hmm. big loss for him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things with flying moves were just hit hard by that. They were, they were boosted beyond nuts because yes. of it. And then they, then they hurt really bad without it. What Dynamax allowed you to do was be able to take a, uh, basically a niche Pokemon and give them some viability. Yeah. And now that that's gone, they're back to being like specific niches. Like, you're yeah. not going to see yeah. Noctowl doing anything crazy. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, my. I wish they could find a way to have that still happen, but not be l- double HP and bonkers three turns of Z moves. That would be nice. Oh, well. Gen 9, come on. All right, so huh. would it still be broken if it was just one turn? Maybe. And I don't know. Three. That's theory crafting that's beyond my level of comprehension. <laughs> At this point in the night when we're recording. <laughs> so, uh, for for the rest, though, that kind of covers you, you, for the yeah. most part. Um, we mentioned the other tiers, and we mentioned that right now they don't exist. There is a schedule that they're doing. That about once every month, something will happen. 
because right now you use technically in alpha stages, if you will. Um, so the schedule is as follows. On January 1st of 2020, UU will become official UU. They'll have usage stats and everything. They'll have some metrics to go by. It exits alpha, RU enters alpha. And that's going to be the way that they introduce these tiers, where one leaves alpha, another enters alpha every time. So January 1st, UU is official, RU becomes alpha. February 1st, RU is official, NU is alpha. March 1st, NU is official, PU is alpha. And finally, April 1st, April Fool's Day, PU, the joke of a tier, exits alpha (laughs) and is official. So... That's the breakdown um, of how the tiers will be in the near future. So with that, I think that pretty much wraps up the tiers. Um, so we will head on over to talking about the tier we skipped with all the effects that this Dynamax ban and other general trends are, are going on in OU and how that affects all of us in our everyday lives because we each are affected so much by our Pokemon laddering. So we will be right back after this. And now for our main topic. And welcome back. We're here. We are in the brave new world without giant Pokemon. <laughs> I know <laughs> Sublime is probably thrilled. A couple of us are thrilled. Uh, One of us actually even voted to have no giant Pokemon. So here we are in this brave new world. Miggy, tell us, why did you... You actually managed to make the Suspect Rex. So huge props on that. You're one of a couple people, I think, in the community that did. So good for you. you. Thank you. And um, so tell us, what did you vote and why did you vote that way? I'm kind of curious. So I voted to ban it uh, after... Spending with just about two weeks with it, I realized how centralizing and problematic and non-competitive it can be. And there's two very specific reasons I, I didn't want to see Dynamax anymore, and I, I think it hurt the meta a bit. Uh, one of the biggest ones was that it broke Choice Lock. So Choice Items are great. They're fun. They're helping in the meta. They offer a good reward, and then they also have their limitations as well because they leave you restricted into that move. So you, you may get the speed buff, you may get the attack buff, but you're stuck with that. But Dynamax lets you get out of that. Sure, you don't keep the attack boost or you don't keep the speed boost, but you get to break out of that choice lock. So maybe somebody hard switches into a move. They counter it really well. They should be in the advantage of that scenario. But because something could Dynamax, they can't even be confident they are still in an advantageous spot. So you lose the ability to play from a, play ahead or play smart because you always have to keep that in the back pocket, keep that in the back of your mind that they might just Dynamax at any moment and mess up what might be a very meticulous game plan to slowly wear, slowly wear them down. Um, one of the other big reasons I voted to ban it uh, was specifically because of Max Airstream, which was the flying type Max move. So they did a good job of making sure Max Knuckle and Max Ooze, the fighting type and the poison type moves, were a little better balanced because they gave you attack buffs. Max Knuckle gave you a physical attack plus one. Max Ooze gave you a special attack plus one. But that came at the cost of only doing around 90 damage. So if you were using close combat as your standard attack fighting move, it would it would actually do less while you were Dynamaxed. So it was a trade-off. But with Max Airstream, that was still hitting at around 140. And a lot of the ones that were using and abusing it, like Togekiss, Charizard, um, even ones like Sigilyph or Braviary, they were hitting with 
a 210 move when you encounter when you include stab. So it was just a really broken move that lets you get really helpful speed buffs. And then if you had the physical or special attack to already be threatening and you were just missing that speed buff, after two or three turns of doing that, you're outspeeding nearly everything and you can just very, very easily sweep. And so I, I know there's other reasons. I know Claude and Seth have other reasons as well, but those were the two that really stuck in my mind as I was doing the suspect testing and ultimately voting on it. And it seems to have been in a lot of people's minds as well because we qualified to ban it within like six hours of the test opening up. The 60% threshold was almost immediately crossed. And before the day had even gotten close to being over, it was banned. So it, it, it wasn't something that just crossed the threshold. It very dominantly was voted to be banned. Something like over 80% voted to ban it. Yeah, I think it was around 87 or 85% voted ban on it. Oh, yeah. Of the, like, 250 people that qualified. Yeah, they had, I think, what? I think it was 240 people had voted and out of, like, 290-ish. And they were like, well, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I think the biggest thing, other than the choice lock, that's what really, in my own head, put it over. Um, for me, it was the doubling of HP. Had it been the 50% that we saw in the trailers leading up to the game that I, you know, that we were all kind of excited for... That made a little more sense, but doubling it was just too much, in my opinion. Seeing a Gyarados live a Thunderbolt, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that is something that I really, really did not like, was the fact that, oh, I don't care that I'm four times super uh, weak against your move. I can Dynamax guaranteed live it and go about my day. Yeah. Like, it makes it so that way, like, instead of hitting the, oh, I need a I need 100% on, like, the calculators to kill it. You really need like 200%, mm-hmm. which is absurd. Yeah. So it, uh, I don't think it played well in that aspect. And then it, I, one thing I hated was that it allowed for you to snowball way too easily. Yeah. Yes. And that's not something I really enjoyed where it's like, oh, okay, Gyarados is in. Oh, it's Dynamaxing and oh, I don't have a ditto. Well, that's game. Yep. And there were so many games that I just forfeit because they Dynamax, and I'm like, well, there goes all six of my team. Yeah. It'll- and it's so hard to predict. Uh, even, if, even, even if you know which one maybe wants to Dynamax, they could still throw a curveball at you and Dynamax with another one because there is no yeah. item restriction. You don't have to be carrying anything to do it. So anything at any time could Dynamax. So it's really, really hard to prep a team for a certain situation because they might throw you a curveball. Uh, do it when you at least expect it or what would make the least amount of sense and then use that as good momentum to clean out a game. Yep, yep, yep. That's pretty much yeah, it. I, I think we've summarized it pretty well. So and we've got... You, go ahead. Uh, I was thinking if you're curious to read about it too, uh, Smogon did post a very elongated thread on why uh, they ultimately looked at banning it and did ban it. We have it pinned in one of our resource channels, a competitive resource channel. If you're curious about a long explanation on it, that's available to read as well. And they, they go into quite a bit of detail. It's mm-hmm. actually a really, really good read, and I know a lot of people are upset with like, oh, it's the this gen's mechanic that makes it special, um, but now and it's banned from the Smogon official ruling, but it was absurd. It was, and yeah. I think something worth noting too is that just because it's banned from OU in the lower level tiers, there's still a lot of relevant tiers you can play it in. Uh, most notably VGC, and that's almost certainly not going anywhere anytime soon. No. So if you enjoyed it, there's VGC. There's just regular doubles because this band does not extend to doubles OU or I guess what will eventually be doubles UU. Um, and then Battlespot Singles still has it as well. And because Battlespot Singles and VGC are very cart-centric, those 
aren't ever likely to be banned. So the, the mechanic isn't gone from all competitive play. It's just OU tiering and below. And I think it has a really nice niche for doubles. Yes. Like, I think it actually I, plays really, really well because it's not, you can't snowball nearly as much because if you can double team something, you can take it down a lot easier than having to just do one on one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of the VGC, like, different YouTubers, and I've, at no point am I been like, oh, well, that's game because he has Dynamax and only because he has Dynamax. It's just another mechanic that. It's similar to like a Z move in my mind where it's, oh, you can use this and that's about it because you may get three turns. You may not, though. Right. Good summary. I think that pretty much covers like the the Dynamax part of it. So where are we going now? It's only been around at time of this episode coming out two weeks since it was banned. One week ish for us because we're recording a little bit early. What with that thing that happens on the 25th every year. (laughs) Um so, where are we going? What are the trends? The thing that I want to just start off with is that I noticed that games... The Dynamax thing kind of made you have to run offensive-type teams because it basically invalidated a little bit bulkier or deep, more defensive teams when suddenly something can be throwing out 130, 140 base-powered moves left and right. It kind of made defense impossible. So now, there's a little bit more balance... It, they aren't as fast. There isn't that urge for me to just go ahead and click the forfeit button immediately. So that's something. Um, I think it's been nice. Another- it's been nice. I, I think right before the Dynamax was getting banned. So once things had kind of gotten really centralized, people understood how the mechanic worked. A lot of games were lasting under 20 turns. And I've noticed we get much more into the 30 plus range now. So that lets that lets that lets the game breathe a little bit. Let's some strategy play out a little better, at least in the, you know, the week we've had without it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think when the average is somewhere in that like late twenties to even 40 turns, you have a health, it's a healthy, stable metagame of, Oh, you can either be hyper offense. You can play a more mid range or you can just stall them out. And it It makes it skill based again, where you're rewarded and punished for your decisions. Yeah. In a sense. And for predicting your opponent instead of just, I'm big now. Yeah. It's, it's (laughs) less of, you have to be like perfect every single turn to win or yeah and it's more of oh i can make these little advantages and gain ground exactly yeah well kind of kind of <laughs> then all of a sudden darmanitan comes in and eats you <laughs> so there's that uh that's something else those are the big two that are on everyone's on everyone's radar at the moment is galarian darmanitan and dracovish because both of those are just absolutely bonkers and cause all sorts of weird team-building things. But we'll get to that a little bit more in-depth later on in the topic. Um, Some funky things that I've noticed that are rising. There's Seismitoad. I love it. (laughs) It's like someone on Smogon. I I forget their name. If you're listening, I apologize. But someone said it's basically Walmart brand Lander Ethereum where it compresses so many roles into one team slot. It toxics, which is one of the few things that still can. It stealth rocks. It's an electric absorber. It's a water absorber for Dracovish. It can burn. It can earthquake. It, it It's so good. It's got so many different things in one slot, and I'm getting my Landorus PTSD, and I don't want to <laughs> ever touch it. Oh, see, I've been, I've loved Seismitoad for a while, and I'm glad he's finally seeing play. Mm-hmm. But 
I think the big difference in that what makes him so good is the fact that in like unlike previous gens where Volt Switch was around everywhere, Volt Switch isn't around as often. So you don't need that ground you don't necessarily need that ground type to be mm-hmm. on your team. Whereas right now, having something that can check water is so incredibly important. It is huge. And the fact that it gets water absorb helps that tremendously. Mm-hmm. And then the ground coverage uh-huh. is just nice because it's nice, you know. Because pecs. <laughs> now that now that slow games are viable, <laughs> Toxapex is the target of Earthquake <laughs> or Earth Power if you want. Exactly. One thing I've 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 liked to run Earth Power on mine because I often switch it into Rotom, which often burns me. So Earthquake doesn't do nearly as much. So that's that's what I've liked doing on my Seismitoad sets. Yeah, I don't even but, run ground coverage. I have Toxic most of the time. Yeah, yeah. That's a good and one. And I'll just find another uh, X answer because there are multitudes of them now. Yeah. I think the rise of Evolutions is cool. It is very cool. I really like that we're seeing a lot of them in play just because there's a lot of cool... They all have cool designs. They all have something that they do really, really well, but they usually get outclassed by something else. And that's not necessarily the case this gen with you know how few of them made it over to Galar. <laughs> the, so, the something else isn't here. <laughs> the something else is not here. So they all are getting a really fun chance to shine. Um, my favorite, I guess my favorite, also kind of my enemy, has been Vaporeon. Just because a lot of my <laughs> teams run Darmanitan, a lot of my teams run Dracovish, and it just checks both of them fairly well. Uh, because Darmanitan has to commit to a move against it. It can protect to scout that move. And then if it feels like it can tank that move, it'll just wish protect and keep doing that until the Darmanitan leaves. And then it's got water absorb, just like Seismitoad, so it doesn't really care about Vish. And and that's the interesting thing, is because in past generations, like it's been outclassed by Milotic, which is also in this generation. Yes. But you don't see Milotic being used. And I, I do think that water absorb is really what's pushing it over, because I think you'd always rather have the recover over a wish protect. Yeah on a mon like that but it's it's fun seeing them i know i hate sylveon and seth loves sylveon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my is cool though i've been experimenting with that as my water type for a little bit marvel scale is cool if you can trigger it on something that isn't toxic um it makes you able to absorb darmanitan and dracovish a little bit more mm-hmm. um scald is scald recover is recover it gets haze which is awesome and you can also run fun moves like Dragon Breath. Okay. Which, that slaps Dracovish a little bit if you can catch it on the or switch. Dragon and if you Tail. paralyze Dracovish, well, no, no, no. You don't want to do that one because you want to get the paralysis. True. I'm because just if, giving if, them their option, though. Yeah. If Dracovish is paralyzed, it can't do nearly oh, as no. much. It's not nearly as scary. And no. if you can catch a something like a Dragapult walking in thinking it's about to absorb a Scald, and then you dragon breath and paralyze that. Mm-hmm. That's a fun time. You run enough speed to outrun Specs Dra- uh, Dragapult. You're good. That's like, I think, 56-ish. It's good. <laughs> it's fun. It's still breakable. Not like Vaporeon. It will be two-hit KO'd by Dracovish. It can be severely damaged by Darmanitan, but it, it can work. And Recover is better than Wish Protect, in a sense. I, re- yeah. I really like Jellicent. It's unfortunate yeah. like that the major threats in the tier of Aegislash, Hydreigon, Dragapult all beat it <laughs> like so handily. Yeah, let, yeah, that's a that's a bummer, but it is good at 
It's another Vish check. There you well, go. He checks Vish and Darm because you have the strength sap to gain back all that health. Uh huh. And you got the Willow Wisp mm-hmm. and the Willow Wisp threat, yeah. which is also great. So it does yeah. a lot of nice things. The only thing that sucks is that Vish can run Crunch, and then Crunch can one hit KO if they're not investing right. Yeah, yeah, so that's he, true. He's still a little scary. I speaking of IG slash because we just mentioned him, he's surprisingly not been as overpowering as I thought he was going to be when he got reintroduced to OU. He's been yeah. much quieter. I mean, I, I thought, oh, they just dropped 10 in each stat and they made King Shield do one less amount of attack drop. I thought that would be a little bit better, but he would still be very prevalent. He's just been much more muted than I expected. Yeah, I, yeah. I've yeah, i been running them and it's, I don't want to say it's underwhelming, but it's not as overwhelming as I had thought it was going to be. I th- I think two things are t- really big on that. And one is it lost toxic. It does not have access to that. We'll see if that changes with home, but that makes it so the bulkier set that really kind of launched it into being crazy is not a, not applicable right now. There's one that has like metal sound if you want to, um, but it's not nearly as good as toxicing something. That's a word. Uh, the other one I think that contributes to Aegislash being as low as it is is that Dragapult is at high, is as high as it is because mm-hmm. it's normally something defensive that can switch into a move and then do its thing. It cannot switch into a Specs Shadow Ball. Or a Phantom Force. Yeah. Well, it could do that one because of King's Shield shenanigans. Uh, it goes through King's Shield. Oh, shoot, you're right. I'm an idiot. Forget forget <laughs> me. Okay. Now of times I've yeah, tried true. that and it's not worked, and I've been like, oh, well, that's sad. I forgot about that. I need to remember that. Oh, goodness. My Sylveon is now at risk. Um... <laughs> Oh well, but yeah, it, it's it's harder to play in a meta that's not nice. And High Dragon being good, that doesn't help it. No, no. Well, High Dragon is good. I have not seen it nearly as much since <gasps> the ban. Okay, I get you. I got you there. Yeah, I agree with you there. I still, but still, like, <laughs> well, it, it's hard because it's it doesn't get any of those boosts that it needed to break through a lot of walls because it used it for yeah. much more power than anything else. Because, I mean, while you can still nasty plot, there's, you can, people can take those hits a lot better now. Yeah. My Sylveon can't be cracked by a nasty plot High Dragon. But even with Flash when Cannon? When it's Dynamaxed, even with Flash Cannon, it does not two hit KO Sylveon. Really? Wow. Yep. Or no, it does not one hit KO at plus two. I would two. say, it doesn't two hit KO. Wow. At plus two, that's yeah. really, <laughs> that's really yeah, good. Yeah, no, it, I think it does uh, tops like 80. And if it's behind a sub, you just scream at it with hyper voice and, and melt it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the general strategy. However, I have Sylveon seen a is lot like, more toxicity. Stah! Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That thing is terrible. I hate oh, it. I love it. So much. There's just not a lot of electric going on right now this gen. Rotom's the big one. Toxicity's the big one. And then we're going into things that, you know, are running Hustle and being an OU, which is not yeah. something I, not something I thought I would see a lot of, but we got Hustle Dracozolt running around. Uh, it's doing subsets these days, I've noticed. So it's going behind its sub and then it's just throwing out Bolt Beak because if it, worst case it loses the sub and it can back away. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. those are that's about it for Electric, those three mons. So things like Toxicity get a lot more opportunities to shine when somebody wants an Electric move. That and when you look at all the prominent fairy types, they're all slow. Yeah, like the fastest fairy type I've seen is Rabambi, and after that it's and it's just there to put up webs anyway. It's maybe yeah. Sylveon, a Clefable, maybe. Clefable? <laughs> I think Clefable and Sylveon, I believe, have the same speed at like sixty or sixty-five. Yeah, but you're more likely to okay. see a max speed Clefable than you are a 
Yes. Yeah. A Sylveon and at that kind of speed. So with Toxtricity only being 75 speed, it outspeeds all of them and is a huge threat. Yeah. yeah. Since you don't have to and worry it, about them Dynamaxing and living your sludge wave, it, it mm-hmm. it's there. And it cracks open this generation's Celepex core of Toxapex and Corviknight. Or Toxapex Ferrothorn. Well, it doesn't crack that one as easily. No. Ferrothorn is a good good counter to it. Yes, but it can only ha- it can only counter at once cuz most sets are running either like usually running specs and if you click hyper uh, or boom burst that's still doing 30 40%. Yeah. Yeah, you can't <laughs> counter it long. You've yeah. got to have some kind of backup. One yeah. thing I've seen and considered is soundproof Komoo. <laughs> that would stop like all parts of toxicity besides sludge wave, yeah. Yeah. It resists it. I know, but that combo has been interesting i've seen in you in you you como was running soundproof a lot for other como so he can avoid the clanging scales and the boom bursts but in mm-hmm. ou he's running uh what's the other one bulletproof because he gets pyroball protection from cinderace among and the new moves that are hitting from huh? shadow ball slash and dragapult dragapult so I he has but that so he gets better coverage in <laughs> ou with with bulletproof and he's been using that pretty effectively and it lets him set up he, he's been scary if he gets to get set up because he has the belly drum set, which he runs, and that's horrifying. He has Klingor's soul, which is horrifying. And that with the um, throat spray? Yeah. 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 He's scary um, if you let him get set up. And once he gets that speed boost, there's not a lot of things that get past him. And that's what I like about Klingor's soul blaze now is that you can use it multiple times in a battle. Unlike belly drum yeah. where it's, you're using it once, maybe twice yeah. if something goes utterly wrong. I like that it can't be just completely halted by a fairy type switching in because it's an effect on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Although I think if you have soundproof, it, it, it either doesn't activate Clangorous Soul or it doesn't activate the Throat Spray. So just be be aware of that. Interesting. I think there's some kind of weird thing I remember reading about where soundproof messes something up. I don't remember what. Hmm. But just be be mindful of that if you're using Como. <laughs> That is interesting. I had not, I had not heard of that. I, I think it's mostly because I've run into bulletproof so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, soundproof might be good for defensive sets that aren't going to clangor a soul or throat spray. I don't remember which one it cancels, but yeah, no, it it can't because I've been running mine with mine. The one I run, I'm running with soundproof because I've been using him in UU mostly, and that was mm-hmm. both seem to activate fine. Because uh, I maybe I'm wrong. I clangor a soul know. and I get the throat spray. I I don't know. That's weird. I'll have to look at that again. Make sure I'm yeah. actually using the right nature. And again, like I said, scream at me on Discord or in the comments if I'm just <laughs> flat out wrong. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so what what's the what's the big thing that we want to talk about next? I think Dragapult needs a little bit of love because yeah, at the at a lot of the usage stats, the 1695 and the 1500 and the general like all all levels put together, it's the number one used mon in November, which might just be new toy syndrome. But it's also very good. Yes. So. See, I'm not on the hype train. I think it looks really cool and I love the design. It's just, I'm not, like, thrilled with it. I don't think it, like, yeah. it's very fast and it has set up opportunities, but it doesn't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. Granted, mainly that's because I'm running Mandibuzz to purposely break and stop Yeah. It. So. But it is, like, I've run into several, like, sub-Dragon Dance sets that are just annoying to deal with. Yes. He's been doing... So the thing I like about Dragapult is he can do a couple of things. Uh, he can go back to like the tried and true spec set he's been running for the last month, which is just Thunderbolt, Fire Blast, Draco Meteor, Shadow Ball. Really good coverage. 
not as great now because he's locked in more reliably since he's not dynamaxing out of that. So walls can come in a little more safely on that. But a lot of one's been running some weird gimmicky subsets. I've seen subsets with Will-O-Wisp, Hex, and Disable. <laughs> because normal is like non-existent in this tier. There's there, there's barely a normal type Pokemon that has any sort of high usage right now. So you can pretty reliably run Hex and hit everything that's around. Maybe not for super effective or high damage, but you're hitting everything. That one's my favorite one. <laughs> I think that's what makes it so good right now is the fact that it can run all these different sets. Like, if I go back and try and think of Gen 7, there weren't a lot of mons that could run lots of different options. Like Dragon Yes. Could. I mean, you have Landorus that could run, like, four or five different things. And it becomes that game of you have to scout which set it is and make sure you have a way to beat it. Yep. And, like, there have been teams that just hide their Dragapult. And so I'm thinking to myself, wait... What are they? What which set is it? And can I risk sacking this mon earlier in the game when I don't know what set it is? And hopefully I can take it on. It becomes a big mm-hmm. mind game, and it's really interesting. It'll That's be really why interesting. The hex set is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really hate finding that set uh, because I see them sub. I break their sub, and then they go for disable or they do a dragon dance, and I'm really nervous mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't know if I have a good counter for that. <laughs> but I mean, it, it explains why it's so used because it can be it can be used. Like it's it can mm-hmm. fit on any team, and I've seen Scarf, and I don't know why I keep seeing it with Scarf, but it does. Darmanitan speed Scarf Darmanitan. Yeah, I guess. Ta-da. That's, that's the big thing. Scarf Darmanitan beats him, and then the Icicle Crash is gonna. There's no set you can run on that to survive an Icicle Crash unless you're doing Focus Sash. So anything to get and past I, Darmanitan. I think with that we can transition to kind of our final thought on this because. Soon after the Dynamax ban and everything, uh, as people were figuring out the ladder, where it is now, where we're going, all that kind of stuff, um, a new thread was posted in the OU area on Smogon, and it's called On the Radar, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there was there was a little bit of eh stuff going on about lack of transparency of the tiering people how a lot of people were very frustrated with the fact that they just didn't do anything in generation 7 seemingly or at least those conversations were not public so we couldn't we didn't know what was going on like why did cartana never get a suspect we don't know we have no idea and it looks like that things just weren't happening so they've come out with this and this is probably largely driven by that kind of conversation about being transparent, showing forward thinking, like what could be the next thing on on the radar, which is why it's named what it is. And I just want to take a moment to say bravo to them because they're working on being better. They're trying to be more transparent about things going on. So huzzah to that. And then to everyone's huge shock, the thing on the radar is Galarian Darmanitan. <laughs> so we've kind of we've kind of hit on why it's absolutely stupid, but I don't think it should be allowed for something to walk in with two point two five its attack stat. What do you guys think? So I don't I don't hate Darmanitan as much as I hate Jackovish right now in terms of having to prep around. I think you can normally get past a Darmanitan with some good gameplay. If you don't carry a water absorber with Dracovich, I find that so much more problematic. So I, I think Darmanitan's a problem. I think you have to account for him, but you don't have to necessarily build a specific counter into your team. Um, 
I, I don't like, I, I can see if he gets banned, I can understand it. I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I don't despise him. Although I have used him since day one, so maybe I'm a little biased. So I'm looking at the <laughs> the post right now, and one person is listing all of the counterplay, and it basically is jellicent because it can take <clears throat> all of the choice band ice will crashes. You have Galarian Corsola, or uh, that can if it's max defense is a three hit KO'd by it. You have my precious baby. You have Rotom Heat, which can take it very, very well. Rotom Wash Once. can uh, Rotom Heat can take it like two or three times if you're defensive. I think Rotom Heat is the only Pokemon in the metagame that doesn't take any neutral damage attacks from Darmanitan yeah. from uh, the normal set I of Icicle Crash, correct. Flare Blitz, well, Earthquake, yeah. U-Turn. The other one would be um, well, they say Rotom Wash here as well, but it doesn't take it as well. And then um, Scent Discord. Yeah. And then after that, it's. You run a ditto to revenge, kill it. Yeah. And that's six things in the meta that can that are not too hit KO'd by it, I think. Which is a mm-hmm. little ridiculous. And granted, there may be other things. Like, I think Milotic can take... I think it, Milotic might be able to... It can take a hit or yeah, two. I, yeah, I, Milotic is okay. As can Vaporeon. Yeah, I think Vaporeon can, can also do that as well. But it's just... it's There's not a lot of counters to it. Because it gets a free choice band onto whatever else you want to do. Because you can't run... I mean, you could run Life Orb, but you're still locked into a move. You, yeah. You don't run Life Orb. Pro tip. Don't run Life Orb on your thing. It doesn't matter if you switch moves. You can't switch moves. <laughs> yeah, I, You're just sacrificing 10% of your health for 20% less damage. Don't do that. I think the other big thing is the fact that... And I think this is a real thing that pushes it over the edge, is that it has U-turn. Yep. Yeah. Now, and I, that's because... There is nothing that's immune to U-turn. So everything's taking at minimum 20% from it. At best, yeah. And that's, I think, Ferrothorn might be able to do a little less if you Eviate correctly. But that's that's your counter. Like, it does not... Like, there are not a lot of things to it that can beat it. And the qu- no. the main thing becomes, I think, that they're talking about is, do you ban Darmanitan or do you ban Grilla Tactics? Right. I, mean, I think it's probably going to end up landing on just Darmanitan and take out Zen mode with it because that's like that's how they like to operate. Even if it's yeah. just an exclusive ability, like we see it as, they like to operate on the Pokemon because that's much easier to say to to new people or something. That's like that. not what they did last uh, last generation, though. Think of Arena Trap, not Doug Trio. Shadow. Well, tank. that was broken on everything that got yes. it, and this is still the same argument, but like it's it's weird. I don't know. It that's the discussion that's happening right now. And being the pessimist, I, I see it all going. So we'll see. Yeah. There is no suspect test announced. There isn't one even confirmed to happen yet. So it's not something that's immediately happening in the next couple of weeks per se, but it's an ongoing conversation. Right. Yeah. And who knows? With this on the radar thread, it's not labeled for Darmanitan. So in a couple days, it might switch the conversation to something else saying, hey, we've got the Darmanitan opinion in. Here's the moment to tar- start talking about Dracovish, and we're going to figure out which one See, we need to uh, to approach next. I don't think so Dracovish don't will ever hit the level that Darmanitan's at. And I, I think that's mainly because it's such like it is a low speed. Yeah. yeah, and I think the, it does have the seventy-five speed. While even scarfed, that's fine, but that's still really slow for a scarfer. And there are lots of things that can either have priority to stop the fish's rend from doubling power, or that can 
there are ways to stop it a lot easier. I think that there are, but his big thing is coming in and just being a wall breaker and pushing through a lot of walls that can't survive through it. Cause Corsola, a glaring Corsola, I think it can do like 70 to 80% to that. See, and so that that's, that's atrocious for something, for something as good as Galarian Corsola with max defense and max HP investment to lose that much. That's pretty horrifying. I look at it as the Kieran Black of this generation. Because you look at Kieran Black in Gen 7 with ICMZ from Free Shock, that was nuking, mm-hmm. that was a free kill almost every single time. And that's what this feels like to me, where it's, oh, you got this in at the right moment and something dies. Yeah. It, I don't, and that, well, yes, that was very good in the meta. It was a niche pick at that time, and, or a niche pick throughout the meta, and I granted a very good one. And was not even close to being considered for a ban. I think the big thing with something like Dracovish is that teams are having are being forced to carry a specific counter. So that's why we see Seismitoad so popular mm-hmm. right now. He's nothing, but his stats alone aren't exceptional. He's got good move distribution and good hazard distribution, so he can do toxic and do he can do rocks. But he's not stellar. He's not KOing much unless he's toxic stalling. But he's on a lot of teams right now because he does that one job very very well, which is preventing. Dracovish from just spamming Ficious Rend. Well, that and he also sets so, up rocks, which is nice. It's nice. I don't know if it's everyone's preferred rock setter. I've never used him until this gen as a rock setter, but I am right mm-hmm. now because he does he does yeah. the rocks and he does the Ficious Rend protection very well. So I, I don't know. I see I see Vicious centralizing things a lot right now because a lot of teams are having to specifically build for it. Things like Mantine are seeing usage, uh, which is not one I see a lot, but I'm seeing more of him because he gets the ground protection and he gets the fishiest rend water protection. Yeah. And so we're seeing some weird things show up as ways to counter, which is what well, can be fun, but then it kind of shows that, which is how centralizing, how centralizing something can yeah. be. If it's bringing a lot of weird things into play to try to counter it. Yeah. I think, and that's why you're seeing a lot of Ferrothorn because Ferrothorn I think can live a hit or two. Yeah. I, I think I'm not sure if it's two at KO'd. It is by Scarf or Band. By band. If it's special defensive, like most mm-hmm. Ferrothorn are, okay. it's two-shot. We might see a switch to defensive Ferrothorn to live two hits. Um, I think that might be a possible thing, but you're also seeing the importance of water right now. And that's the big thing this yeah. generation is you need to have both, I think, a water mon and an answer to water. Which usually comes yeah. in the same thing. But it's, it's, it's really interesting to see how this is going, because this is still brand new. Like, the metagame... This new metagame of no Dynamax has been out, what, a week? Maybe? Yes. Not mm-hmm. even. I, I think... Because I think... It, yeah, go. It was like Monday... I think it was like Monday this week. It got... Monday or Sunday it got approved. Mm-hmm. Or maybe well, it, Monday it got approved, and then it took forever uh, for the servers to work. Yeah, we're like we're like two days into having active servers being able to yeah. play. I think the ban has happened for multiple days now, but you barely got to try it out because the servers were all wonky for a few days. And while they were wonky, they did not implement the Dynamax ban. So that was still active, even though you could sometimes get into the servers, sometimes you couldn't. And so I think two days ago, maybe one day ago, they finally have it all up and running. So we're very new in a lot of this stuff still, the post-Dynamax ban. Pretty much. But I'm sure that we're going to have a lot to talk about (laughs) as far as what's changed next month, especially when we kind of have a better feel for what's good, what's what's different, all that kind of good stuff when next month comes around. So stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about maybe maybe the next thing that's banned. Who knows by then? But we're not going to leave you with just our discussion. We are going to leave you with a team that Mr. McGee has put together for us. And he's 
done pretty well with it. So we will be right back with team of the episode. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes four minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And now it's time for Team of the Episode. And welcome back. We're here in Team of the Episode with this monstrosity that McGee has crafted. And I think Linian had a part in it early on. Is that right? Yeah. So this was originally Linian's team. So most of the names that are on it, if you look at the pace, belong to him. I named a couple of other ones so that we could have some consistency. But he named <laughs> most of these. So our lead off, which is Captain Yikes, and we'll get to him in a second. These were these are all Linian's names. So uh, proper credit where it's due. <laughs> Well, awesome. We'll start us off, mister. So uh, the very first one we have is Dracovish. So he is kind of the monster. He can slaughter just about anything with his fishiest rind if they don't have water absorb or they are not the bulkiest boys in town. Uh, we're running him with a choice band with an adamant nature. So 252 attack, 252 speed, and then the extra four into special defense. Uh, he has the strong jaw nature because that unnecessarily boosts fishiest rind even more. So this thing uh. hits like a truck. Uh, his main goal is to get in safely on a lot of walls or a lot of mid-range speed mods, things like Clefable or Corviknight that aren't going to be able to outspeed it, and then just throw out free Fishius Wrens. And so you're going to find a lot of U-turning on this team to try to create opportunities for him to come in and just slap that around uh, because he'll, he'll KO a lot and he'll really punish people for making a mistake, for sending the wrong thing out, for not recognizing a situation. He's kind of... He's the punish button, uh, so we try to get him in as much as possible. Um, next up, we have Cinderace. So we have quite a bit of hazard checking on this team. Uh, Cinderace is one of them. Uh, we're running it with heavy-duty boots so that it can come in safely on rocks or spikes and avoid any of that residual damage. Uh, 252 attack, 252 speed. And we're actually running an adamant nature on him, uh, mostly because there aren't a lot of things in that speed gap. About the only things that are of note are things like Gengar, but... We're running Sucker Punch on him, so Gengar isn't going to like that very much. Uh, we have Pyroball, because that's his primary stab move. It's very good. It hits very hard. It has a burn chance, and it's mostly accurate. Uh, we have U-Turn. U-Turn helps us get out, helps us keep pivoting, helps us fish for chances to get our Captain Yikes in there to slap around that fishiest rend. So we're looking for that whenever possible. And then we have Court Change. So sometimes if we aren't able to prevent them from throwing hazards out, that's okay. We'll just give them back to them later in the game where we can get Cinderace in safely. So it's a good way of punishing folks for oversetting their hazards and not having a good way to prevent that from being sent back. So that, that helps us 
that helps build us momentum, helps keep the field clear so that we can get Dracovich in. Uh, but his goal is just to make sure our field stays clean, U-turn when possible, or clean up some kills on some Steely Mons like Ferrothorn or uh, Excadrill. All right, beautiful. I've got the next two. So we have Darmanitan, Galar form. Do I really need to describe what it actually is running? <laughs> Probably. It's got a choice scarf. It's got guerrilla tactics. It's got max attack, max speed, and a jolly nature. And the very surprising moveset of Icicle Crash, Flare Blitz, U-Turn, and Earthquake. Ta-da! This keeps that, that pivoting going early game with U-Turn. If Dracovish cracks open their, their core, then you just clean up with Icicle Crash later on in the game. It's incredibly good. And it with Dracovish is potent because they share similar checks and counters. So if if Dracovish can, through coverage moves or whatever, wear down something that wants to switch in, like a Vaporeon or something, for instance, you might be able to get Darmanitan in later on and just clean up because they have similar checks. Next on, we've got Hatterene, nicknamed Jubilee. It's got leftovers, the ability Magic Bounce, with max HP, max special attack, a quiet nature, with moves of Trick Room, Mystical Fire, Psychic, and Draining Kiss. IVs are minimum speed because we're running Trick Room. We want to be as slow as possible to under-speed everything. Mystical Fire bops Ferrothorns and Corviknights. Psychic is incredible. Draining Kiss is an odd is an odd choice a little bit, but you heal back. And we want to control hazards on this side because there's a lot of switching going on. So you want Hatterene to be as comfortably healthy as possible to bounce back hazards that you see coming. All right, and uh, next we have some of the bulkier Mons on the team, starting with Mandibuzz, wearing heavy-duty boots uh, with the ability Overcoat. The EVs are 244 HP, 28 attack, 60 defense, and 176 special defense. Uh, I don't know all of what that is for, uh, I believe the attack is for substitute for Hydreigon or for U-turn. Yeah. And then I don't know what the defense is for. It's just general spread. Okay. Um, so 60, I think, makes Pyroball from Cinderace do less than 50. And then 176, because we're trying to have some special attack protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, we aren't really built for that otherwise on the team. So he's kind of checking things like Dracopult with that high special defense. And I believe you said it had Assassin Nature with zero speed so that it speed so that it underspeeds neutral natured Aegislash. Yes. Okay. And then with the moves U-turn, foul play, defog, and roost. And we're gonna follow that up with Seismitoad. With the leftovers with the ability water absorb, max HP, max defense, bold nature with Scald, Toxic, Stealth Rock, and Protect. And yeah, those are just the walls. They're my favorite walls this generation, but they're walls. <laughs> it, it's a very good defensive core. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good team. How, how high have you gotten on the ladder with this one, McGee? So I play, I did as much as I could yesterday, scrimmage-wise. We got it to 77th on the ladder, I believe. Um, so wow. The ladder hadn't reset, so we had to make the full climb from... 1,000 all the way up to the folks that have been sitting up there for a while. I thought the ladder would reset after Dynamax was banned, but it doesn't seem that's the case yet. So this seems to have done pretty well post-Dynamax. Uh, some of the things that we're having trouble with on this team are Vaporeon. Vaporeon is kind of hard to KO. We don't have a great answer. Ideally, we're trying to toxic it with Seismitoad. And then Conkledur causes a lot of problems. Yeah, um, Conky, mm. my boy. 
mostly, <laughs> mostly because we want to check it with Hatterene, but they're running a lot of poison jabs these days. So Hatterene's getting outsped and just poison jabbed away. So we don't have Yikes. great checks for that. Ideally, we poison it if before we can get the burn going with Flame Orb for that gut set. Otherwise, we're really trying to find a way to get in there and hope it doesn't have the right move pool. So those have been two of the biggest mons we've struggled to KO. But otherwise, it's been having a really good time. You punish a lot of things with that Dracovish. A lot of mistakes get really badly punished, and you get a lot of free kills with him. Yeah. Well, very good. Awesome job. Awesome job. I I really like this team for an offensive take on things. You know I'm not typically the <laughs> offense player. So... <laughs> This one's a fun one. One other fun thing I've noted with the team is that since you have Trick Room, Dracovish not having a Scarf is actually really nice. So that way... It's helped yeah. more than once. Yeah. This way, oh my god, they have a Dalarian Garman- or Garmanitan. What am I going to do? Well, you live one Icicle Crash, and you can Trick Room up, as long as you don't get flinched, which has happened yep. to me several yep. times. So one of the things that happens a lot is we get caught out by Excadrill coming in because Mystical Fire will not one-hit KO Excadrill. Even disregarding the Sash entirely, it won't do 100%. So they tend to know that, and they'll come in. And so we can just go straight to Dracovish, who should be slower than uh, Excadrill. And then once the Trick Room is up, we're outspeeding that Excadrill, and he's not having a very fun time. Nor is any other member of his team. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, awesome. Well, that's the team for you guys. We hope you like it and enjoy it and can hop up to maybe 77th as well with it. It's going to be down in the description or show notes, whatever we want to call it this week, as well as in the Discord server. So feel free to grab it there, give it a run, make your little tweaks. I know there's a couple that I would do just because of the kind of monstrous player that I am, but (laughs) it's fun. It's a good time. That's what Pokemon's for is being able to take your own spin on things. Um, In closing, there's a couple things, just kind of general housekeeping. Feel free to follow us on other things, especially if you're liking what you're hearing here on Battlecast. You probably know about the main show, but it comes out every Monday on the Puckle feed, not the Puckle Plus feed, which is where you're listening to us beautiful voices right now. Uh, That comes out every Monday. Other shows come out on Thursdays like TCG Cast and Patreon Live shows when those happen. And the Game Corner show that's now backing up and running. If you would like to follow us and figure out just general puckle things that are happening, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are our most active ones. As well as join us on Discord. That's where things really happen. That's where our tournaments are organized. That's where a lot of people are talking 24-7 across the entire globe about Pokemon. So join us there. There's an invite link in the below description or whatever. And if you would like to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. One is going to our shop, which I believe is still Public, and grabbing some merch there. You can grab some cool shirts and things like that from there. Also, if you if you are willing, we have a Patreon. You can support us there and get some cool things that away. Also, you can you probably heard me for the eight millionth time in some segment in between here. We are partnered with Vite Ramen. You can use the promo code PUCKLE, P-U-C-L at checkout to get 10% off and we get a little bit of kickback from them as well. So if you'd like to support us, that's another way you can do it. It's delicious. It's good stuff. I love it. (laughs) I've gotten more people to join the cult. I'm so excited. But anyway, that's just a couple ways. I would like to thank you guys for joining me on this month's Battlecast as we try to wade through what the heck is going on with everything. So thank you, Claude, for being here. Of course. 
And thank you, P. McGee, for being here as well. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your debut episode. It was very exciting. Thank you for having me. Well, very good. We will see you guys in January when we have our 2020 vision finally established (laughs) and figuring out what the heck is going on with the ladders one month later. Who knows? It could be something totally different. We don't know. Maybe we'll have home. Maybe we won't. We'll figure it out (laughs) together. It'll be great. But we will see you guys next month. Catch you on the flip-flop and all that jazz. Peace. I'm leaving that in. Oh, cool. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.